On Only. Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. And now, here's your host and personal guide, award-winning photographer, creative director, and travel expert, taking you around the world in style, Jill Pater. I'm your host, Kevin, with my colleague, Sam. Hello. How's it going, Sam? I'm good. How awesome, are you? awesome. We're from CalPAC, and we're here with Jill Pater, our resident travel expert. How's it going, Jill? It's going well, thanks. Awesome. So, Jill, today you are going to take us to Cape Town, South Africa. Yes. And that's exciting. Because I'm so I know excited. zero about Cape Town. Okay. Well, <laughs> prepare to learn so much today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, okay, Jill, so the pictures of Cape Town look absolutely gorgeous. How hard is it to actually get there? Well, it does take from from the U.S. It does take a bit of time to get to Cape Town. I, I can't I can't lie about that, <laughs> especially from the West Coast. Um, but typically, flights um, from either the West Coast or through Washington D.C. go through Dakar, Senegal, and then down. So it's about you know ten hours over, and then another eight to ten hours down. So it is a it is a lengthy flight. Um, but once you are there, it's it's worth its weight in so gold. So you, you probably need like a, a really good podcast to listen to. Or, you do, or yes. Oh, yeah. like, tra- like, like yeah. traveling style. Travel style. Yes. Oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> Granted, they're twenty minute episodes, but right. <laughs> back to back, you can listen to it over and over. Binge again. listen. Awesome. Okay, so once you're there, once you're in Cape Town, have you found that it's difficult to kind of navigate throughout the city or just to get to different places? Like, how hard is it to actually move about in Cape Town? So the city is ge- geographically centered around Table Mountain, a large mountain. And so it kind of, it's a sprawling city and sometimes does, there is a bit of traffic around. Um, and so it's just a matter of, you know, depending on where you where you are and where you want to go. It's absolutely stunning. There's multiple, you know, it, it's a rather large city. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's just a lot of sub options of where to go. And it, as long as you kind of plan the time of day you're going, traffic usually isn't a huge issue. They also have the great thing about Cape Town. There's tons of different, you know, small day trip tours. So anything you want to do, you can go in small groups, very affordable. Uh, Cape Town also has Uber now, so that makes it easier to get around. Nice. You just want to be a little bit aware of safety in South Africa. Um you know, doing things by yourself at night is not a good idea. Driving by yourself, yeah. I would say as a foreigner, probably not the best idea there. I wouldn't take that risk unnecessarily unless you have to. Um, when I was there, Uber was not yet in South Africa. Um, so I had a driver and that was just a great way of like being with somebody sure. who knows the area. You're comfortable with at all times. And especially if you're going into the townships and, you know, other parts that are off the main beaten path. No, I think that's, yeah. So you brought up safety and I think that's definitely a great kind of question and thing to think about. So, you know, when you do go into all of these different countries, I'm sure that's, you know, a topic that's definitely you know, front and center in your mind. But did you find that in Cape Town, is there any sort of safety precautions you need to have? Like, do you need to take extra measures? Do you plan out, you know, anything in advance when you go there or just really kind of just research where you're going? There definitely are. And the safety question is always a hard one to ask. I mean, when I look at new destinations that I haven't been to, it's my number one question. And I think it's it safety means different things to different people. Um, and for me, I always want to know, like, you know, ultimately, what do I what do I need to do? And I think the biggest thing is like security carrying transportation. So at the time, I had a driver for like my day trips. Um, you don't hail taxis on the street there. Um, driving there is something I, I just definitely wouldn't do by myself, not least because of <laughs> navigation challenges. Um, but for there, it's just it's it's taking those precautions and certainly at night, um, you know, being on the road at night. I 
had American colleagues that were there. And, you know, the one day I didn't have my driver with me was driving with him. And I felt very unsafe. Like, we didn't know we were. We were not in a particularly good area. And this was a little bit outside of Cape Town. Um, But you immediately feel that. And so just using, and this goes for any country, but particularly South Africa, you know, usually local experts, people in the travel industry to help you get around, I think is just the best way to go and and to circumvent any safety issues. So how long were you there? How long did you spend time? So I was there for about two and a half weeks the first time. Was and that then, enough? Or? No. In fact, I <laughs> as soon as I got home, I booked another trip like two months later wow. to go back again. Amazing. Yeah. Cape Town is one of um, my favorite cities in the world. It, it, to me, it's it has a trifecta of, you know, just amazing people, very rich culture, history, um, amazing food and wine, like one of the best food and wine regions Sold. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and Same. it's actually very affordable, you know, traveling with the U.S. dollar there. The dollar to Rand is um, very much in our favor. So things for us feel very, very reasonable and in a lot of cases, in fact, inexpensive. Um, so absolutely beautiful place. Just uh, for me, it's like one of easily one of the top five. That's South Africa is one of the top five countries yeah. in the world, but Cape Town, top three cities in the world for sure. So what time of the year did you go and what time of the year do you recommend? So being in the, uh, the Southern Hemisphere, the best time is usually November to February. That is their okay. summertime. Uh, their shoulder season, like October um, and March, is still a pretty good time to go. It does get quite cool because it's a coastal town. You have like those coastal you know, breezes coming in. does get quite cool in their winter. Uh, for me, summer, their summertime is, is definitely the it's season. It's also a fun time to be there. A lot of filming happens there. Okay. So people from all over the world will film in South Africa because it's kind of the opposite of the Northern Hemisphere seasons. And, and it's absolutely stunning backdrop to, to really do any type of shooting. Um, so there's a lot of people there and it's just, it's a great time to be there. Yeah. What? Yeah. So when you went to, were you inspired um, to go there or did you go for work? Did you go for pleasure? You know, what was, I guess, your, your reasoning? I went you know? for both. And I, I shot, while I was there, I shot primarily residential modern architecture and some of the most beautiful homes, sure. um, absolutely stunning homes. They're built into the mountains, uh, overlooking the sea. It's just kind of the perfect. It's not dissimilar to uh, California architecture. It's just they have the land and usually, you know, the budget goes a little bit further there. So you see some just incredible modern homes, um, some of the best I've I've seen in the world, frankly. And just the background, the landscape there is out of this world, the ocean, mountain, sea. You know, I, I was in a celebrity home and literally the house was framed around the ocean. It was framed around Table Mountain. So you walked into one room and it was floor to ceiling glass. And then you just saw the mountain like through their living room. And wow. then the other, you know, other area was just ocean out the window. I can <laughs> definitely imagine the landscape. But for some reason, I'm, har- I'm having a hard time picturing the modern home in Cape Town. Did you have any... Uh, like thoughts about what you like any expectations before going and then were surprised upon you know upon visiting Cape Town yes yeah, so I had researched quite a bit of you know the modern architects there and had reached out and was doing some work for publications while I was there so I had an idea but once I got there and actually got to physically meet with them you see their latest and greatest projects and I was just shocked like every every place was, you know, one was even more incredible than the next. Amazing materials, you know, indoor, outdoor living. Um, it was just, it was out of this world. That and, sounds amazing. Can't yeah. wait to see the photos. Yes. <laughs> so when when you go, do you go, because I know it sounds like sometimes you just kind of, you capture a lot of content, 
come back to you know the states and then start your editing and you pull your content that you want for different books and different publications but when you went to cape town were you thinking specifically architecture or culinary or or do you go you know with a certain subject matter that you want to shoot? I usually go with a certain subject matter that I want to shoot. In this case, I knew it was, you know, kind of the the mecca of modern residential mm-hmm. architecture. So that was definitely on the list. And then I also did some fine artwork just on my own, um, you know, for fun, shooting film, landscapes. Are you, are you always well. traveling with your camera? Like just have it ready? Because I'm sure you see like incredible sights. 24-7. I, I always travel. I usually travel with my camera, I use, but I'm not the person who's always taking pictures. In fact, if you're out to dinner with me or we're out and about, I'm the last person taking pictures. When, I, when I'm shooting something, it's like I'm 100% dedicated to shooting it. But then when I'm not shooting, I almost never pick up my camera for fun. Or how you know about your I mean? phone? Do, how often do you take photos on your phone? Very rarely. Only like that for documenting like where I park my car or where, you know, the streets I'm on or, you know, taking a picture of a map so mm-hmm. I can figure my way out. But I'm not. I'm not that kind of photographer. If it's if I'm, I'm shooting something, I want to be 100% immersed in it. I don't want to be you know, one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no, I mean, that's, I think that's one amazing because I think people today really get caught up. You know, it's a very socially driven, you know, content capture society and day and time. So I think that's, that's great that you can really focus into your work. And then when it's playtime, you're just out you're having just fun. Out, yeah. Right. Um, how, what are your uh, packing tips for Cape Town. You mentioned that it's there summertime. Was it humid? Did you do one to two pairs of shoes? I know you're carry-on only. So <laughs> what were your outfits like and what would you recommend? So I recommend Cape Town. Um, I, I had kind of two different outfits per day planned. Okay. You and had so, like work and... Yeah, kind right. of more safari, like your khaki pants for a day for okay. out ex- for being out and about and exploring. And then at night it is, you know, most of the restaurants are a bit dressier. So having, wow. you know, evening clothes to go out in at night. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it's, it's similar to the weather here in Los Angeles or Santa Monica. So it does get a little bit cool at night. So having a, a light shrug in summer um, helpful. Is, is helpful. It, and I, this is, you know, probably just a little, little off-the-cuff question, but when you're traveling, right, because I think about this, you're going to these these exotic, faraway locations, and it takes so much time and effort to get there. Are you? Is there anything about traveling that you're just like, ugh, like i got to do that part again? You know, things that you just really don't look forward to? <laughs> I would probably say packing. Yeah. <laughs> packing is, like, never any fun, but it's it's definitely a necessity. You have right, to right. And over time, you know, you, you get masterful at it and, you know, you have tips and tricks. But I think in every case, you it's, it is really important, especially if you're traveling lighter, to really think through what you need and make that, like, ideal master list because some things are hard to get and depending on where you're going you you know you can't just like pick it up at at a local store um so for me the key is really like having packed well because it does impact you know how much you enjoy your trip in my case that's one of the things you've you know kind of become known for right traveling very light Mm -hmm. uh you've published the book um carry on only yes Mm -hmm. right 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 um so i think it is crazy you go to all these you know super far away locations but you can do it and, you know, whether it's a carry-on or, you know, a couple bags, that's, that's amazing. You know what I have a question about? Because you are a carry-on only. Do you find yourself getting lost picking up souvenirs or buying, you know, things you realize you don't need but you really want while you're there? I think that's one of the great things about 
traveling carry-on only is you learn not to do that. I think after, you know. So you're not a hoarder. Right. No, I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> I'd be wanting really all not. these artifacts and, you know, to take home and souvenirs for friends. I, I'm the opposite of hoarder. I think because early on in my travels, I was I was the opposite of what I am now. I mean, I would bring the kitchen sink, literally. <laughs> and then you're, you, after a couple of times of carrying these super heavy bags up and down yeah. stairs and through alleys and through, you know, brick streets and things where they don't roll well, you just learn the hard way that it becomes very cumbersome. It's actually very bad on your back and your body to be mm-hmm. like, you know, moving around with luggage like that for that amount of time. And so over time, you just shed, you shed weight, shed weight. And the same thing with traveling, you know, picking up souvenirs and things. You know, a lot of that stuff you end up, you know, purging at some point anyway. And, you know, if it's, I, I'll buy small things for friends, either jewelry or chocolates or yeah, coffee, you know, small. something, something okay. small that. Something like if you a, had to, you can maybe like eat. Eat it. Exactly. Yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> I get a little hungry <laughs> on the plane. Better eat the chocolate. Right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you just, you learn to economize. Uh, over time. It just makes the trip more enjoyable. It's definitely got to be a time thing, right? I mean, you travel so frequently, you're a master at it now, but I feel like that's my problem is I'm just like a notorious overpacker. Um, So the fact that you can do that and go so far away for such extended amount of times is pretty amazing. In a new place too. That's, it's like you don't know what to expect or how you want to dress. And so that's kind of where my question's coming from, especially with uh, souvenirs because I can go a little crazy. (laughs) Um, For somebody who hasn't been there before, what would you recommend is the first thing that they go check out and see in Cape Town? Cape Town, it's so well, it's so well geared for tourism. I mean, there's just so many things to do adventure-wise. Um, and it's just it's very easy, as I mentioned earlier, to do kind of like these day tours or half day tours. So you can you can really see so much. And it's hard to pick a favorite. I love their wine country. So Stellenbosch, Parl, um, and Franschuk. It's it's just an amazing area. You have Michelin star restaurants there. I feel like we're always talking about food, <laughs> yeah, but like food and wine are cute. <laughs> well, you gotta and, travel with Jill more often. And we don't so. yeah. <laughs> and we don't get, you know, we do get South African wines here in the US, obviously, but not their best ones. Yeah. We don't get a lot of, you know, a lot of their wines are are, are not for it. Don't come you know, through here. You just and so go. it's really a treat <laughs> to kind of, you know, experience that and experience the food that goes with it. Okay. Um, there are a lot of nature sites. So the Cape of Good Hope, Table Mountain, um, you know, some trekking, the different beaches. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's just so much to do. It kind of depends on your interest area. There are great art galleries. There's yeah. great shops. Um, speaking of souvenirs and <laughs> not overstuffing your bag, um, Cape Town has beautiful design shops and interior items. Um, jewelry. There's just there's so much to see. The townships you can you can volunteer and support different humanitarian projects there. There's it's really limitless. I think there's something for everybody, and it's just the landscape is so intoxicating there. It's yeah. just one of the most beautiful places in the world. Was there anything that really surprised you, or you know, kind of just knocked your socks off, and you're like, wow, like I'm so glad I came here to see this or to do that, and then booked again, when right? You right. Came yeah, <laughs> I was surprised at how not that I didn't expect people to be friendly, but I was surprised at how friendly people were and how easy it was to travel because obviously, you know, I had heard security concerns about South Africa. I was aware of, you know, what the situation was. And so just didn't know. And I was just amazed at how um, how friendly everyone and how easy it was to travel once you were there. Again, with like side trips that I stayed at a, a guest house and the people running it were so friendly and helped me, you know, gave me tips on where to go and helped secure the transportation. It was just, it was very easy once I was there. And I was, I was there by myself. So it, it, 
definitely made a big difference. And that's another thing. So when you travel, do you prefer to do kind of these, you know, Airbnb style locations or do you like, you know, more comforts of a hotel or resort? I prefer the comforts of a hotel or a guest house, you know, something that's professionally managed and run for guests. Um, when I travel, Especially when you're traveling solo, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. When you're traveling with a group, like with my family, we rent Airbnbs and stuff right. like that because it's just more comfortable. You can cook and you have a kitchen and things and easier to hang out. But when you're by yourself, oftentimes too, you know, you're coming in at odd times of day. So if it's an Airbnb, they may only have check-in for a few hours in the afternoon. They might not be available to open it up. And also, I've had experiences with Airbnbs or apartment rentals where, you know, there's something wrong. There's there's nothing they can really do. You've booked that apartment yep. and you can't move. If you're in a hotel room, you know, they'll move you. Or if you mm-hmm. book through a site like booking.com and there's an issue with a the hotel, they'll actually put you in a different hotel. Yeah. So there's some extra guarantees in the the creature comforts of being able to order food and having, you know, services around you and just safety, you know, having people help you get taxis and transportation and and book other things. I think it's, it's a nice to have. Yeah. Along with housekeeping, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Housekeeping and room service. Room service, I have to imagine, are probably the right. best parts of the Just in case. Yeah. Um, I have a question. I kind of got lost in what you were explaining, all the things that kind of surprised you and, like, what you would suggest for people to do as soon as they got there. Are you the itinerary type of traveler? You're, like, set in stone? Or are you just kind of, like you know, flying by the wind or do you have an itinerary and then you get a little spontaneous in between? Yeah, I'm definitely in in between. I definitely don't go ever go anywhere and have a fixed itinerary because that I think is just Restricting. bound to get blown out of the water. <laughs> so what I usually do is I, I'll research a place and figure out all the things I want to do and see and, and kind of figure out like, is this a day? Is this a day trip? Is mm-hmm. this a half day trip? How far is this? Just have an idea. And then when I get there, I try to book if it's like, you know, transportation or, or whatever it is, a, maybe a small tour or something to go and do it. Um, I usually book it in country once I'm there because there's just generally a lot more information and, yes. and you can see your options a lot more clearly. But yeah, usually I go, I have like a ton of printouts. I'll look at them on the plane, like, oh, this looks cool or this looks cool. And then, you know, you get advice from locals while you're there and then um, just book it up. But yeah, I stay, I stay flexible because otherwise you miss out on, yeah. you miss out on new things you haven't heard about too. Because Cape Town is so far away and, you know, such a lengthy process to get there, is there a type of traveler that, you know, you would recommend Cape Town for or, um, you know, just because I know it might be a little bit difficult to get there for, for you know, not just the anyone. seasoned traveler. Yeah, I think, you know, Cape Town is actually one of those places that it appeals, I think, to all different demographics. Like, it's it's a great place for kids. Um, it's a great place for older adults. And certainly, you know, people our age, their young 20s. Um, <laughs> yeah. Millennials. Um, millennials. <laughs> um, it, it really does. There's something for everybody there. I think if if it was somebody who had difficulty traveling and being on planes, then obviously that kind of picks it out. But but once you're there, it really it really kind of caters to a lot of different people. I think you know people enjoy. It. I mean, there are a lot of kids there. There's little local kind of safari places where you can see the animals and be there. So I mean that's just a no brainer for kids. But it, it's it's a very travel friendly city. Nice. Well. It is now time for Jill's packing hack. We have a lot of questions from our listeners that would love to know your packing hack. So uh, the question is, how do you pack your beauty regimen travel size? You mentioned the carry-on only, but you'd be surprised. Some people like to 
fill the carry-on with all their vanity stuff. So how do you do it, especially for a summertime in Cape Town? Yeah, so I have friends that do travel that way that have a, a, a large suitcase full of hair products and things. Right. The first thing I recommend is, is making sure you have a compact, like a travel size, everything in your beauty regimen. So your face products, if it's a curling iron or, you know, your your styling tools, that everything is travel size. That is just going to save you some volume on the space. Um, with the toiletries, I think it does pay to have, you know, your your latest and favorites with you. It's just keeping them compact. And mm-hmm. now, fortunately, you know, most retailers have figured out they can sell smaller amounts for more, <laughs> for more money. Yes. And so you can buy everything travel size. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. I use um, face products uh, by Dr. A.V. Skincare. And they do great night serums, day serums, and and they just work really well on your skin, you know, after you're on long flights and dry skin. So I think having having everything you need, but really, really taking the time to make it compact and and getting rid of your bigger tools, getting rid of anything you can buy there, like, say, body lotion. Say if, if you're going somewhere for two weeks, you know, it's easy to pick up body lotion. But all your must have things have it travel sized and ready to go. Wonderful and noted. Awesome. Definitely good stuff again, Jill. Thank you so much for your time. Carry on only. Thanks for listening to Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit jillpater.com. And follow her on Instagram at jillpater.com.